Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of Miss Congeniality. Happy fucking Friday. I'm so excited to be here today because I have one of my best friends on the podcast and we're going to talk about all things college and post-grad and specifically Michigan because that's where we met. So everyone, please give a warm welcome to Julia, also fondly known in my heart as Juju because I gave her that nickname and then she said that people call you that, right? From every single since I was like a child, but like only the fondest, only the fondest. Only the I fondest. literally said only like my favorite people. No, no, no. Only like the loves of your life call you Juju. Like <laughs> no ex boyfriend ever called you Juju. No Never. enemy. No, no. They wouldn't even only, know. It's, it's like only a just secret. like yeah. It's like if you know, you know. It's like that's nickname. like something. Do you have a nickname for me? I don't think you do. Well, Eli's already my my e my yeah. My. So it's so funny that like. I had so many iterations of nicknames, but a lot of them have been, like, given by ex-boyfriends. Like, one ex-boyfriend mm. called me E, and a lot of people will go to call me that, and I'll almost be like, can you just not? It's, like, triggering. I do a thing <laughs> where I, like, elongate names as nicknames. So, like, my oh, roommate Kat, yes. I'll be like, Katarina, stop Wait. that. Even though that's not her name. Or for you, I'd be like, Elizabeth. Yes. Even though that is not Wait, your name. that's so funny that you said that because Allie does that, and she would call me Eleanor. And then deadass people in college would be like, is your name Eleanor? Like, Allie's always calling you that, and I'd be like, fucking no she's just annoying see so like when you're in trouble I'll be like okay Elizabeth like Elizabeth. that's not yeah okay. no I love that okay. okay well welcome to the show can you give the people like a 90 second elevator pitch rundown of who you are you don't have to go into detail that you don't want to go into but like just give us like who are you where are you from like imagine it's a job interview but like a little sexier oh my gosh a little bit sexier job interview hi guys I'm Julia um I met Eli at Michigan which was so fun go blue um I'm a journalist now I'm 24 um my parents are from Brazil I literally was just there amazing literally beaches were astonishing I missed it so much because my whole family's there but we are right now living in Maryland so that's where like I'm was before we went to Michigan so that's a little bit about me in my free time I love Love reading, which I love giving you books and then like yeah. making you read them. And if you don't like them, I don't want to. No, hear because about I don't it. read fiction unless Julia gives it to me. And then I and then I like aggressively say like, don't tell me if you don't love it. Otherwise, I like. And will then block I like you. won't. I would never hurt you that way. Exactly. Never. So yeah, and this is what my second year living in New York, and I just feel like yeah. New York is like in my blood now. Like I can't go anywhere else and be happy. I've like drank the New would York. Would you even ever go back to Brazil? Um, no, never. Uh, my, uh, literally, my job has asked me like, will you go to Brazil? And I'm like. No, that's not no, happening. Like you. my parents did immigrate here, and I will be staying. And here I will be. Now. I'm, I'm planting put. my seeds. I'm here like, now. It's here Thank now. you very much. Yes. Okay. Love that for you. Exactly. And Julia's a writer. She's a journalist, and that's kind of how we met. I think. Like, I wanted to get your take on how we met because in my brain, it was like a hybrid scenario where we were in rival sororities. The rival. We're gonna get there. <laughs> but we were in rivals. We're just kidding. Like, okay. Like, I mean, essentially, at Michigan, they like say they're rivals, but it's like fucking stupid. Like. Loki, my sorority was like a little bit like hoe down, throw down, and Julia's sorority was like a little bit of like church. Like we were literally bit, known as Alpha Christ Omega, which was a stereotype <laughs> that we were trying to like have actively like work against, but very and much like there would be like two Jewish women in the sorority and they'd be like, You're Jewish. I'm like, okay, I'm like twenty five percent Jewish. I don't know if yeah. I count towards the Jewish quota that you're trying to change here. Yeah. And then mine was scrappa because we were like scrappy and it was like dirty. Oh my god, yeah. And so, like, we, but, but you guys somehow, like, loved calling yourselves. But okay, right? I think we did. But somehow, like, we were like, I don't know how those two groups would be like at odds. Like, just relax. They were, like, so they were, like, the tears are the same. Like, we're fighting for the same like, girl. Tier one B. Tier. Oh my god, tier one B. <laughs> my friend Haya literally says that all the time. She's like, oh my god, I'm tier one B in everything in my life. I'm like, Haya, stop. I'm like, one thing about that is like, I was thrilled to be tier one B. Oh my gosh. 
no my when I went through rush this is so funny my I was like such a theater kid as you were and um I'm I was a closeted theater kid in rush like I did not talk about same theater. I lied about it because I thought it was embarrassing oh my gosh so yeah. stupid which is so stupid because and sad that you had to feel like that exactly like right? I literally like pretended and my friend Melanie she had to give me chill lessons because I was so not chill I'm not a chill oh same person. I'm not a chill girl so I literally <laughs> she was like okay so here's what you're gonna do at rush like you're gonna have to pretend and you're gonna not have to talk about the Tonys not talk about yeah. the Grammys not talk about the Oscars and I was yeah. like okay and I had a list of things that I didn't want to talk about because I wanted to seem chill I wanted to seem cool and that's so sad yeah it, it really is it really is because in the end you don't want to be around people who obviously aren't gonna like embrace you exactly and then you're just gonna be in a place where they're gonna be like wait we want chill girls around us and then you're not chill you're and chill you're not gonna all. be happy yeah but we're gonna get to sorority rush but I think that like our actual intro to one another was the daily it was the college newspaper everyone's yeah. asking they're like oh my god how do you and Eli get so close in the past three months I'm like okay well we've been like friends known each for other. like two years even though like we weren't like all actively seeing each other every week we were texting well, a yeah. lot like you were seeing someone that I went to high school with and so we were texting about that. that yeah I forgot about that chapter but also I feel like we had this like similarity crossover where like I was we were both in the school of music theater and dance but we yes. both both also studied political science and I also studied creative writing and like we both studied things in liberal arts as well at Michigan so we had that like split aspect of our studies and then we both did extracurricular theater and extracurricular journalism so I feel like we had the same we ran in the same circles exactly we ran in the same circles and we never were like in the same group but we always saw each other in the same yeah. places no like the daily like basically how it was at, the, at Michigan and actually sadly have you heard it's not like that anymore what the daily kind of like apparently like I heard from people that are in it now that it just isn't what it used to be in terms of like the effort that people are putting in oh my god I did not know that at all no I, I'll tell you more about that later because I don't want to like publicize things that I'm not 100% sure if they're true yeah but ultimately back when we were there it was like full-time job if you worked there oh, yeah you're there like literally at least three times a week until like one in the morning and you get there at like 4 p.m. And you get there at 4 p.m. You're, like packing, like you're packing meals. Yes. I would cover City Hall till 11 p.m. and then have to stroll into the daily and then have the Write article it. one. And then you go to class the next day. Then you go day. to class the next day and your stuff is in print. Yes. And, and that was like, the best feeling in the yeah, world. Yeah, it was a wonderful feeling. It was such a good learning experience. But that's how we met. Um, I'm curious to hear a little bit about like your experience getting into college and then eventually going. But first getting in, like, did you want to go to Michigan? Was that, like, your top school when you were in high school? Yes. It was my top school. I wasn't sure if I'd be able to afford it financially. Like, my parents weren't, like, super enthused on paying, like, full, like, like $50,000 for out of state. Yeah. And so they were just not enthused about that. So, but I didn't get in on the early action. I was deferred. Yeah. And so I just remember that day so well because everyone got in early action and yeah. I didn't. And so I found out through, like, a theater rehearsal. I was like, I got in. And we were doing Legally Blonde. So oh, they my all God change the words to be like Julia got into Michigan instead of like Elle got into Harvard it was yeah. very cute uh, so the second that I got in and I got into both like poli sci and the voice school I was like I'm, I'm going I'm going. Yeah. I'm going like this is it like I'm obsessed and I was like bleeding blue since I was a freshman I used to have it like on my walls paper like what made you want to go there so badly I like oh, this is so embarrassing I thought it's I was not. gonna go for musical theater so I knew that it was the number one musical theater school okay, yeah. and I was in eighth grade and I was like okay that's what I'm that's gonna us. do I was the same way and then I read like articles for political science when I was doing research in high school and they were all like because Michigan has an amazing political science law program as too. you know and law school so I was like okay perfect like that's just gonna be the place it's just like it's perfect yeah turns out it was pretty good it was pretty good so I would do it again um similarly to you I was just like oh it's like the top theater school in the country 
I'm going to go and do, do theater, theater there, and that's what we're going to do, no matter how we end up doing it. If you guys don't know, I studied playwriting and producing and, like, theatrical management, so that was my major. I did, wasn't a performance major. Um, but I, like, ED'd to Yale first, didn't get in, and then I went to Michigan. And the only other app out I had was NYU. And then I was like, I'm just going to be a Michigan girl. That's what I always wanted. I applied to 14 schools. Oh, my God. It was terrible. And I had no common thread. It was like Kenyon College in (laughs) Ohio. Also. Midwest girly. Midwest girly. But also I was like NGW. I was between. I committed to two schools. I committed to GW and Michigan because I could not for the life of me decide. Yeah. yeah, I, um, I, once I got into Michigan EA, it was like in December. So I didn't put out my other apps that Mm. I had ready. Yes. Um, So I just cut my losses. But Sort of like going to college. Can you give me like a brief overview? Because we have so many questions about Mm. Michigan and everything. I think it would be helpful for context. Like what did you do there? What ways were you involved? What did you study in a more like specific manner? Because we've kind of brushed over it. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I was a dual degree student and that meant like I was in vocal performance, which is opera. So you sing like classical music, yeah. not fun pop musical theater. And then I was also in political science. So I went there and what was really, I think, tough for me was just that you Michigan doesn't say that it's a conservatory school. But when you're in the school of music, which I was, I was both in the academic school and the school of music. You were there 24-7. You were with these Literally. people who were so... And I wasn't sure I wanted to do music. I'm not doing music now. So it was really difficult to be in this environment where everyone's like, this is what I live and breathe. And this is like what I'm going to do forever. And you're in these practice rooms for like hours on end. Um, but And I had this almost dual life as a music student because then I'm sure you can relate to this. All of my friends were not at all in, no. in the music school. One, because the people... I only met like three people in the music school that I really loved yeah. because everyone was so intense and so cutthroat and competitive. So sure. all of my friends were, they were going out a lot. They had like much easier schedules. Like I had yeah. a 7.30 a.m. Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. It was insane. It was music theory. Yeah. It was two hours. It was terrible. And and so that was really tough for me, I think, like having yeah. friends who were like completely doing yeah. completely different things than I no, was. No, we really had such a similar experience. And I think like for me, I, what was the big pull for me is that I did have friends in the theater school mm. and a lot of my theater school friends kind of kept in the theater school. So I kind of felt like I was pulling between two worlds. Mm. And then most of my really close friends weren't in the theater school. And those people didn't really understand that like, sure, we might not have as much homework as you, but that's because I'm obligated. It's obligatory yes. that I'm at rehearsal from literally 6 p.m. until 11 p.m. every single day. It's part of your college And then I have credit. tech and then I have this. So like, and then I have practicum and then I have all these other things. So I'm not leaving North Campus and the theater school at all during the day and I'm not seeing these people because they're in regular academic programs which are no less difficult by any means it's just very different and I I really resonate with that because I um if you guys don't know studied performing arts management entrepreneurship and playwriting in the theater school then separately I studied creative writing and political science so I was similar to you Mm -hmm. and also it's like two different campuses so it's like a 15 minute bus ride dead ass I was gonna say it's for people that don't know north campus is like a 15 minute bus ride and that's not accounting for the time that you're waiting for the bus and it was super tough I, th- I can relate to rushing you know because all most of the people who were in sororities were not in the school of music like it's yeah, very no. much like you're in one or the other it's very rare to be like to have and music, to, like yeah. have smtv people in greek life and so that was super tough for me too freshman year because i also felt like a closeted theater kid and i yeah. was like trying to like brush that side away no totally and it's and that's a huge part of who i was and who i am so that yeah. like, was super tough yeah, and my I think my big thing too is that freshman year I like decided to go all in with the Greek life thing and I mm-hmm. completely didn't 
get to experience the theater thing mm-hmm. and I it I deeply regret it I didn't even join the daily until second semester freshman year and it was like my number one thing that I wanted to do because the newspaper at Michigan is truly like one of the best and I and I just didn't join it because I was like quote busy with sorority stuff unquote and like it just is embarrassing to me to look back on and not to say sororities are embarrassing like not to yuck anybody else is yum but I really don't know like in my current professional life I don't think having any Greek life affiliation would be like a cool thing for like I don't know networking or like getting a job I feel like if you went into a job and you're like I was in a sorority they would like be like okay I don't know if you feel that same way I think that it was more helpful for me in college because yeah, those connections like I was like that's not really I don't think it translates the same way it did like in the 70s or something yeah, like that where you like totally. have a network because in college I was like oh I became a tour guide because a sorority, oh, girl. sorority girl had it yeah. exactly and it was like oh I did musket because someone in my sorority knew someone who yeah. did it but it's like very college before it was like oh you get an, an interview with someone who like was in your sorority like I probably if someone like I'd probably take a call with her but I wouldn't pass her resume on yeah. like it would it just doesn't have the same pull it did it yeah but I, someone from the daily if someone from the newspaper wanted to yeah intern at the news organization that I work for now yeah, I totally, totally would and yeah. the thing about the thing about those things are like they're academic and they're less social so I feel like you yes. have more pull to actually help people and you've seen them function in those sort of environments and same thing with theater like obviously and I'm sure you know the connections are just crazy that you make in in the theater program it's and absurd. they were so crazy um I'm curious to hear like I feel like a lot of people say um you know college is the best four years of your life and I really struggled with that my freshman year because I did not like my freshman year and overall my experience at Michigan I would rate as just good like I didn't have this insane college experience when I graduated I wasn't like it's over like my glory days like I wasn't like sobbing and if you are like go off if that's your truth okay I'm so happy that you enjoyed it that much but I really struggled with this idea of it being the best four years of my life because I was like damn if this is the best four years of my life like that sucks like (laughs) what and then I just realized like who the fuck came up with that really like who like 
that that's random. And also, why would you want the best four years of your life to end before you're 21? Like, I want to look back on my life and think every year got better. Or I want to look back on my life and be like, 45? That was lit. Like, I want to be on my deathbed and be like, 70? Was sick. Like, I got to meet my grandchild. Like, I really want my life to improve so much. So I think once I stop subscribing to like, this has to be the best four years of my life. And I made it like, this can be the most formative years of my life. This can be a lot of mm. things. And like, I truly the lows were incredibly low. And I think I struggled a lot with depression and anxiety in college in ways that I don't even now. And I think that those things really changed for me since. Um, but I, once I like switched my mindset, it really helps. So I'm curious, like as to what you think about that. And like, did you have one of those college experiences where you were like, rah, rah, like cut me open and I bleed blue forever. Like I'm obsessed. I'm like, I'm so devastated to end or were you kind of like in the middle or were you definitely in the middle I wasn't even sure if I was going to go back for a college graduation I think what was difficult for me was I met some of my best friends like ride or die these were the people I wanted to spend the rest of my life with but they weren't in my sorority and that's a very yeah. different narrative because a lot of people find some of their best friends in their sorority and to be fair I my roommate is one of my best friends and I met her in my sorority yeah. but it wasn't like I had this sorority friend group and and so that was really tough for me because my best friends I met them my freshman year of college like yeah. that it was my whole freshman year and so the the, t the years that I spent more time time with them were the years that I loved the most like my junior year yeah. I, I lived with my freshman year friends and that was one of the best that years of my best life year. versus like the years that I lived in the sorority house or like my senior house my senior house was 15 girls like all super fun super cool girls but like I just wasn't as close to them as I was my freshman year friends and I think yeah. they knew that and like everyone was cool with that like we all went out together but it was just different so it wasn't like this I think if I had best friends in my sorority or if I lived four years with my freshman year friends, I'd be like, this was the best experience ever. But it yeah. went through these fluctuations because it wasn't like I, I didn't have this, this was my sorority and these were my best friends and now they're all going to be my yeah. bridesmaids. It wasn't that narrative arc that and I was expecting. Don't you think though that it's a little bit better that we had the highs and lows and the dips? Yes. Like I think I would have felt really devastated walking away if I was coming off of a euphoria do you know what I mean? When people went back to graduation weekend and were like, this was the best weekend of my life. Like this was the best. I'm like, what? Like, no, 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 no. It gets better. Like, it gets because, better. Because when I moved to New York with my best friend from AKO and also my best friends from, you know, my freshman year, yeah. like all of us moved to New York. I'm like, wait, this is so much better. This is literally college, but now we're all adults and, and we're living we're in the city. And like, yeah. And it gets better. And I think it's tough when your friends move away from the city you're in. Like I'm really yeah. lucky because all of my best friends aren't in the same city in New York. So I think I I understand like okay like this were this was the place where all of us were in a 15 minute radius like this yeah. is where we could all be together yeah. but if but if you're lucky like us and your friends all, I know Allie lives in yeah. Chicago but if the majority of your friends live in the same place then you feel like it just gets better it just gets better and I even think there's a world in which you can get better when they don't all live in the same place that's too. true that's true um amazing okay so let's like run it back to freshman year so you just mentioned that you met like your best friend freshman year I also met my best friend freshman year I do not want to put pressure on anybody listening who's a freshman like I think the first semester of freshman year everybody's on social media trying to make it look like they're thriving mm. but like naturally that's a really weird and awkward transition and naturally you're not going to be loving it like you're going to feel so awkward like those first few weeks like if you're lonely I think that's totally fucking normal and I think we need to normalize that it's like of course there are parties and they're fun and like when I look back on it it was a lot of fun but also like fucking weird and anxiety inducing and like 
a lot. Oh my god, the first three months I cried myself to sleep. Like, yes, both my roommate and I, my room sobbing, my fresh, sobbing. My freshman year roommate would sob in the bathroom. She later told me I had no idea, and I would sob myself to sleep, and like we would just ignore it, and we were like, we were okay, just like crying. like we were best friends, but we were like, okay, we have to accept that we're just like sobbing every single night. And I like my, I would call my parents, and they'd be so worried, and I'd be like, no, 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 like this, I'm is, good, it's I'm just, good, I'm just very upset, and, I, and it's just a lot like, of emotions. I was told that like you're gonna go off to college, and like also like media depicts of it, like you're walking through campus, like the the guys are hitting on you you're making all these friends like no, no like you're literally like sobbing in the dining hall into your food because you're literally like where am I yes. this is so unfamiliar and who are these people and freshman year what was interesting is I met my freshman year friends my obviously freshman year but I only became friends with them towards the tail end of the first semester because I had this theory well Cosmo Cosmo Snapchat I, I'm coming for you you told me that I could not be in the same friend group as my as my roommate and so then I got really nervous and upset and I was like okay these are her friends so I need to make different friends in my sorority and I tried yeah. to make these really clear defining lines and then I had this like experience where I had a burst ovarian cyst long story short I was in the hospital because I had like really bad tummy aches and all those were the girls who came and who stayed up. by my side yeah. day, like for hours and I was like wait these are my friends but I only found that out like in November and I only realized that I was like wait these are the people I need to surround myself with stop listening to stupid advice from like Cosmo magazine that's yeah. saying oh like these are the rules and you have to do this and not do this and I'm like okay like it's okay to not know who your best friends are going to be I only found out like towards the tail end of my first semester even though I met those girls my first yeah. day at Michigan I didn't know yeah and I think like 99% of what you see on social media like like, especially when you think about like rush talk right now like mm. most people are not like finding their best friends posting gorgeous outfits looking stunning amazing beautiful most people are sobbing themselves to sleep I think you'll have to try to pull back and remember that if you're in this situation right now where you're like oh my god I'm so ang anxious and lonely and like what do I do who am I supposed to be loyal to how do I make friends with people I literally don't know who I met yesterday like the depictions that you're seeing on social media aren't real or yes. it's not the majority situation and I was posting pictures like BFFs like oh my love god love forever. this girl like yeah. jumping on the backs of girls that I knew for like three hours like so fake so, so fake. I'm here to be like my post freshman year fake, no, fake as shit. Fuck. I made a literal TED talk about how fucked up and fake Fake. I was because fake, like fake, fake. because I felt like I had to yes here we are here to tell you do not fake it girl don't if you're crying, sob. Be real it. Yes. And also, if you want to, like, fake it, I, I'm also, like, the proponent of, like, if you want to fake it till you make it. And, like, just know that what you're seeing is also fake. Though. What like, you're if, saying, yeah. You know, like, know that that if is you're, fake. you're, like, super concerned, like, oh, my God, all my high school friends look like they're thriving and having the times of their lives at their school. Why don't I feel that way? Trust me, they're also crying in the bathroom. It's yes. a part of that lived freshman experience. Yes. And then everyone would come home, I think, like, end of freshman year, and they'd all be like, wait, you were also super upset and hated it. And they'd be like, wait, yeah, like, I liked what? doing this and being away from home for yeah. doing this but I sobbed every night yeah and I think yeah it, there's nuance and I I'm curious like what changed what if we're the, the only two people who like sobbed every no, 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 night no, I don't think I dead ass don't like, think what? we are because I'm thinking of like some of my high school friends genuinely were like I'm transferring and then by junior year they were like this literally is home this is heaven on earth like oh. bury me here today so I think I'm wondering like what the end of your freshman year looked like more so because I know for me, like, I was in therapy twice a week by the end of my freshman year. <laughs> like, it was truly the worst year of my life. Like, and it was not because it was my freshman year of college. It was just because stuff that happened mm -hmm. during the year that was really traumatic that I just like, don't even feel like getting into really, like, offset it. And I see my sophomore year as the best year at Michigan because I felt so refreshed when I came back from all that healing. Um, but by the end, I think I was really just – I was feeling very – I was feeling more lost than when I entered, honestly. Mm -hmm. And I think that's also an experience that needs to be normalized, just, like – having those dips in college and like highs and lows. I, I can totally feel that. I think 
after freshman year, I found this group of friends and I always struggled with this in high school of like wanting a best friend and like wanting to like have a group that gave as much to me as I gave to them. And I found that group freshman year. So I felt like really solid in that. What was tough for me was sophomore year, I moved into the house and I was away from that group the majority of time because that I lived in the sorority house and that was like not my group of friends. So I think like freshman year ended on a high, like the second semester really ended really well for me. But then like going into my sophomore year, it was really interesting because then I had to be like, okay, well now I'm like a sorority girl that lives in the house but I also have these best friends who are not and they were all in different sororities too that's okay I want to move on to talking about sororities but I'm gonna give a brief disclosure before we start so I talk a lot about how I hate Greek life and think it should be abolished and then I see videos on TikTok being like that girl who like thinks Greek life should be abolished when she's so far removed like it's cringe like just so you know like I'm not obsessed with my like Greek experience because of like what happened to me in it or my personal experience what really upsets and bothers me and why I think it should be abolished is not because I felt bullied or ostracized. It's because it's an institution built on exclusion, fat phobia, racism, classism, misogyny, patriarchy. Like women in Greek life are like beyond X times more likely to be sexually abused there. I I truly think if one male dies from hazing, it's enough to call it. Like if one family has to bury their son, why the fuck are we still doing it? It drives me crazy. I truly think just because something is tradition doesn't make it okay. Just because something is, you know, quote been around for a while doesn't mean it's all right I think if I proposed it today and it didn't exist there would be like literal lawsuits <laughs> against yes. it because of how horrible it is so I don't I'm not bitter because my sorority experience sucked my sorority experience sucked and I'm willing to admit it I don't really care about that I'm very grown up from it it drives me crazy that it still exists when it harms so many fucking people and that's what I wanted to make clear before we talk about this because I think people just are misconstruing my intentions anyways let's talk about sororities <laughs> I think also just to tag just to like go off of that I think it's really difficult for 18 year olds who are moving far away from home to like put that into perspective because in retrospect I'm like I agree with you completely I wish even though I had a great sorority experience and even though I didn't meet my best friends I liked the experience looking back after I went through rush I was like wait this is fucked up and I'm like this is just not okay and I just wish that I had all the information when I was 18 and like maybe I would have made maybe I wouldn't have made a different decision but I think putting 18 year olds who have like plucked out of their home like and make letting them make that decision it's like no just it's 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 systemic and problematic and not everyone knows about it so just remove the like remove Remove the the option option. and don't make it a thing and I totally agree with the um criticism like well if we remove the option it would be like those kinds of elite groups would be created elsewhere like you know white supremacy like and like patriarchy permeates every pore and fiber of the world so like yes that's true but why don't we make it a little harder like it's very tangible and easy for exclusion to other schools do it it's not like it's never been done yeah other schools have done this yeah and I just think also I always say this like the system is created for like thin people with pretty privilege and thin privilege and white privilege and class privilege so for me it was really easy to go through it and not bad an eye like I didn't have any problems until I got in and then you know I didn't really like the group of people I was surrounded by but you know what I mean like it was an easy rushing was easy no I completely agree with you like I didn't have a terrible rush experience but I am also white passing because even though I'm Brazilian I am white passing like I'm pretty pale for Brazilian I am thin I am pretty you know so it, yeah. it was like not a difficult and we can hold conversations with people which is also the other component of rushing yeah, if you're not if you're so shy like yeah and they're judging you on four minutes when you're dead ass like cripplingly shy exactly and That's so not okay it's not okay at all and so I obviously didn't realize any of these things no, me either. because I actually AKO I went in wanting AKO I, I went in because I had a girl from my high school went there and I was like oh my god she's 
the coolest person I've ever met. So I yeah. want to do that. So I came, went in and I was like, okay, this is fine. Like I did not realize what yeah. was happening. You know, I similarly, I went in blind, like dead blind. Like mm. I never had a family member or even knew anybody in Greek life, even at Michigan. And I was hooking up with an older guy while I was rushing and he knew about the houses I had left. And he told me to pick what I did because he said it was cooler than the other ones I had. And I was dumb as fuck. Like, I'm willing to admit about how fucked up and naive I was and, like, how I chose something cooler because genuinely and frankly, I wanted to belong. And mm -hmm. I always felt in high school like I was this, like, loud, opinionated girl who never fit in to, like, the cool kids. And, like, being wanted by somebody cool, like, it was, it's so, like, shallow of me, but it felt so good as an 18-year-old who already felt so anxious and lost that I just, like, took that and I wish I didn't. And it, like, really ended up burning me and that's why I dropped. It was one of the reasons but I'm curious to hear about your experience and kind of your thoughts overall it was very I would say average in the sense that like I really liked the people freshman year and sophomore year I really vibed with basically all the girls in AKO are very are really great they're yeah. really they actually are really nice girls and like yeah. really like motivated like I actually really love the girls especially my class you had like, a great PC I feel we like had a and every time I met a girl PC. from your PC I was like she's really great she's like like they were really cool girls but I was b best friends with people like individually and I never yeah, had a group a and group. I think that when you're in a sorority there's this pressure to be like this is my friend group especially when you're living in the house and so that was really yeah. tough for me because I never like felt like I had a big group per yeah. se but I you know it was later when I was like okay well I the problem was I've never liked going out even in high school yeah. I I was always the yeah. like designated driver and I was like okay everyone's got a pilot Same. at 11 30 I'm in the car I don't drink in high school at all I, I didn't, didn't at all. oh my gosh I didn't drink at all either Dead I was like, on my was high course about it I was like I just so was afraid high. that oh, my substances God. would like alter my anxiety I wish that I had a reason like that. I was just like, oh my God, I'm so cool. Like I don't need alcohol to yeah, have fun. That but too. but I, um, so I was like on my high horse about it. So I didn't drink. And then I, Greek life has this huge going out culture, except I really don't. We're still like, it. we like a night in, we like going out. Goodbye. And my freshman year friends were a lot like that too. And yeah. I just didn't find the same girls in a coyote because a, my pledge class loved going out. And there's and nothing what? wrong with All, going out. I will out. never like, yuck somebody else's name. Like no. if you are like a feral club rat, I'm like, I like love to watch I you wish, do that from the sidelines. Like, I'm cheering you the fuck on. Like, be feral. Just not for me. I'm, I'm feral at home. No, no, no. I like. I have a birthday a birthday party this weekend, and she's like, you have to stay up and past you're like, twelve. And I'm like, that's so unfair. But I will do it for you. Like, you know? It's your birthday, and that's a pass. But yes. I always say this. Like, can you imagine if you know how? Um, maybe not like your friends that you have now, and my friends that I have now. But like, maybe your Greek life friends in the past would be like, why do you never come out? Like, it's so lame that you like to stay in. Like, come on, come out with this place. You always, you always oh stay God, in. Yes. Imagine if you were literally like, why do you? always go out like come on stay in with me it's so lame how you love to party the person would be like because I like to and that's exactly how I feel I just exactly. like to stay home and I think that's the reason I actually didn't make a lot of closer friends in Greek like was because it was so such a part of the culture was one you go to these pregames also tailgates I never drank at tailgates because drinking in the morning made me feel sick yeah. and so then that was another thing I never actually fell in love with the tailgates like I love the dressing up part but what I would do especially towards the end because I was more confident in myself was I would sleep towards the last 30 minutes of the tailgate take you pictures with my friends have a cup of coffee and then go back to nap because yeah. that's what I like to do but that part of the partying culture is so big in making friends and I think that's yeah. something I missed out on because I didn't go out that much but maybe not that you can't friends you have to drink too. but like I have a friend who doesn't drink but she loves to go out so I think like yeah. that's the thing like but she made a lot of great friends in her sorority because she loves to go she out. loves to go out it has nothing it's to do with the alcohol it's more so the socializing yes. because there was long periods of time my junior year of college I didn't drink at all because I was training for a marathon completely sober and lately I've been drinking like probably like 75% less than I ever have um 
just like in terms of volume and I feel great but in college like in my junior year I was totally comfortable going out and going to date parties and whatever else without alcohol and it was more so that I just didn't like socializing at all and I really realized it without the app the presence of alcohol too Mm -hmm. I was like okay like I'm still out I'm still having fun but I still wish I was home with or without alcohol yes and so that was I think the issue for me is like even though I loved the girls in my class I think like there was this really great like like everyone was very intellectually rigorous and very special and I really liked that about my class I was friends with people individually and I didn't have a group and I think that's why I didn't have like the experience that some of my best friends were like these are all going to be my bridesmaids and I do want to say like on the partying front in college like we're going to talk a little bit more about that because you guys asked questions but I really think like it's whatever you want it to be like there were time periods in college that I did not drink alcohol at all and could still go out and have a good time I knew people who loved to go out and didn't drink I knew people who loved to drink but didn't go out a lot I knew people who loved to go out and drink like I knew people from all ends of the spectrum and they all had friends and they all enjoyed themselves because everybody has their own definition of fun and I think that's so fucking important to remember and my senior year when I was more comfortable with myself and more comfortable with what I did that's when I had the most yeah fun. well because I was staying home with people I would have so many more wine nights senior oh year yeah where we watched tv and we played yeah. board games and that was when I was like okay when you finally get comfortable with yourself which is obviously a process you're probably not going to go into freshman year being like oh this is the most comfortable I've ever been in my yeah. life but once you find yourself then you're also attracting the same types of people absolutely as you. I feel like Allie and I by the end like I remember earlier in the beginning when we didn't want to go out we'd like lie to our friends that we like had something like I had oh rehearsal God, I or whatever like whatever we'd always lie then we got to a All place like time. bro we don't want to go out we don't want to drink we want to order in we're literally going to eat pizza house drink milkshakes we're going to watch this fucked up murder documentary and fall asleep <laughs> in my bed together and it's going to be 9 p.m and that's what we want to do and yes. then tomorrow morning we're going to go to Trader Joe's and like don't yuck our yum because I am literally like swiping up on all your stories like you look so fucking hot in the club like tell me who you hooked up with I want to hear all your stories like I respect your hustle and grind so much respect mine as well yes absolutely you know and I feel like there's so many definitions of fun when you're in college exactly um I love it okay so what are some of like quick rapid fire your favorite things about Michigan and about the University of um, I'm a huge proponent of Amir's. The sandwich was amazing. I literally oh, like the no, Georgia Rubens. No, Amir. <laughs> Guys, okay, so Amir's is this place. Like, if you if you don't know what it is, like, we're gonna talk about it. It is this place, and it is effectively a Mediterranean deli. Yes. Okay, so it's like a Mediterranean deli. But one thing huge about that is that. that the the service is interesting because like it's a deli style, so you like walk up and order. But like sometimes you would like go in and like no one would be working, but it'd be fully open and functioning. Like people would be eating and consuming things, and like there just like wouldn't be. Eli saying interesting. You. The service was terrible. I'm going to say it because it literally took an I hour like, and a half wait, to get also a like, sandwich. But also like the food is banging. The froyo yes, is immaculate. It's so good. The chairs That's and you go back. the chairs and sofas like look like literally they've been there for a thousand years, and it's so homey and wonderful. Like we're not trying to say don't go there. Go there. Run no, there. No, no. I'm rent saying there. this was rent there. No, no. What I'm saying is Every this meal. is one of my favorite places, and yet I acknowledge that there are flaws. There's so many flaws. Yeah. But it's honestly, like it, it's full range. Like, you really get yes. everything. Yes. Like, you're not just getting a perfect experience. Like, you get a little nitty gritty And in I there. think that's a little bit of Ann Arbor. You yeah, know, no, you don't I want a clean, like, th- we were talking about this the other day Pissed. now. Like, Pissed. Ann Arbor now has Soul Cycle. Apparently, there's going to be a sweet green. It's like, that's no. not Ann Arbor. Abolish. Ann Arbor was a small college town. And, like, Amir's was this deli founded by a father of a girl who went to Michigan. Michigan and it's perfect. And, it, and so, like, that's what we want more of. And yeah. so, so that's don't why we to, like, like that. Listen, if Sweet Green is listening, I don't care. 
Don't go to the sweet green in Ann Arbor. No. Don't do it. Don't. Because Ann Arbor is also like, it's made up of this incredible community of Michiganders and like yes. academics and like people that have been there forever. And then there's like, you Soul know, cycle, Ipsy. Like, Soul Cycle, go away. Like, Soul Cycle literally moved out, like pushed they out. They pushed out a small, a small business. A small business that was a soul, like a cycling business. A great business. cycling business. A great cycling we business. We loved it. I went there all the time for like a Friday night. I wish I could say that I went there all the time, but I was not athletic slash am but, not athletic. Like you were college, enjoying I support, it. I, you enjoyed it. I enjoyed it and I went three times and yeah. I yeah. had a great time no, and each, every, each three, three times. times you were like I would go there over SoulCycle because yes. we're not in New York City yes, this is exactly. Ann Arbor and so I think it's taking a little bit of the it, it's gentrifying let's let's call it what it is yeah it's let's call it what it is Arbor. and we love Ann Arbor so Amir's is one of your favorites Amir's one of my favorites the Uma literally my favorite place the there Uma. are Pablo Picasso's in the Uma so you can feel educated while you're having a cup of coffee but also like they have a great cafe it's flirty and the lattes are amazing there. immaculate like I think my favorite place the Michigan Daily the Michigan Daily Ugh. Ugh. like bittersweet memories because like also like it was so intertwined with my ex from senior year so like yeah. I always like feel like I'm going no, no, back no, in sure. time in the moment like not that we ended bad but I'm like I feel like I'm still dating no but also he there. was like one of the like I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, but oh like he was like one of the one cute guys <laughs> at the Michigan Daily. Also, he was the- like charismatic. Like he like really had a. He was funny. Like he, he was like, the cool you, guy you at the day. He was like snapping jokes, like talking to people, and he was always friendly, no, he charismatic. Slept like he slept there. <laughs> no, he was always there. He was always there. Like till five a.m. Like that Wait, no, was, he was dead ass there, but it was dedication too. It, like it there was something dedication. There was something very like Luke um, from Gilmore Girls about him. But like <laughs> imagine like instead of Luke Steiner, it's like this. Falling apart newsroom on Maynard Street, and he's like, but he's, he's like, like kind of looks the like sports him. section together. No, yeah, he's yeah, and everyone he, loves him. We're actually <laughs> applauding him right now. Like, no, we're be bigger fans. <laughs> also, Max, my ex worked listening. there too. My ex worked there too. Oh my but god, that's like stop. totally different. Stop. I just like he was just such a, a figure at the daily. Like everyone knew who he was. So like I was the lame person at the daily because like outside of the daily, like yeah, I would say like not to my own. I was the cool one. But like yeah. at the but daily, the daily I was no, he was scum. daily royalty. He I was, was daily royalty. Scum. He really was daily royalty. And I, you know what? Like dating someone that also wrote for the daily was like oddly competitive. Oh my god! <laughs> yes. Like yes. my ex and I, like we like okay. Like one thing about him is that he's like actually like a pretty good writer, but his writing these days has like turned wildly problematic yeah problematic would be a good word for it or just you know it's on the opposite end of the spectrum that i ever thought would ever imagine would he would come out of his hand but it is (laughs) anyway he was like a really great writer though in college and and so i always was like okay there's just like and and i just felt like he was so like stoic about it all that i just like couldn't get there because i was writing about culture arts no I mean it was the same thing like the way I hate sports I'm known for hating sports no but my, he was such a good sports, sports journalist writing. like my yeah like my one of the best boyfriend was a sports journalist literally would make me cry reading his profiles and I was like I want no, to they were so journalism. good and this guy is writing this no. way and I'm writing like but total crap actually though like women in journalism that's all I gotta say like we were carrying that yes we were in some way no no no. we were like we were. I was no Tess Garcia like let's be honest like Tess Garcia I tell her every day I'm like you're daily royalty like this person like this girl like dead ass guys like wrote Jack Harlow's cover story for Teen Vogue if you haven't read it go read Wait, it like what? she literally met Jack Harlow and interviewed him though no, I she had a lunch party for her cover like I'm so proud of her she's a fucking phenomenal journalist she was in our grade and wrote there while we were there so it's kind of hard to like be in the line like no that yeah. was the spotlight was not, right it was yeah. her and like your ex. ex like there was just some people that were really great writers yes 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 and I, we can confidently say that like we were not we were in, decent we were no, decent. actually we were better than decent yeah like look at us we're actually at us. writers we're fucking amazing yeah we're actually here i am and like my ex like does not write for a living anymore and i'm like who am i and i'm yeah. like no, no 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 we're actually selling ourselves really short yeah we, we were are. really great i earned a free 
like Bernie Sanders. What am I talking yeah, you about? Are, wait, we actually carried. <laughs> what would the daily have been without us? Without us. Wait, um, probably a lot of things. But like, I don't want anyone to think we're being vain here. We're just like women in journalism. Yeah. I mean, also, is there something wrong with just like knowing your worth? I also, think like, not isn't TikTok broadcast journalism? TikTok is broadcast journalism. I just like want to let everybody know that I am a broadcast. People are like, she got a whole degree from Columbia, doesn't even use it, isn't all this debt, doesn't even. I'm like, this is a podcast. It, like, this not, is audio journalism. Yes. Like, I plan, this, is this is what people want. To no, do. this is what the people want to listen to. Yes. The people are like clamoring for this. <laughs> In fact. <laughs> All right. So other favorite things about Michigan um, may include. I just like the autumn there. It was oh, very autumnal. Just yes. peaceful. The lock the first is overrated, snow. but it's beautiful. Beautiful. Stunning. stunning. Running into someone you slept with in the in the, in the diag. Oh a special God. sort of hell, but truly nostalgic when you think about it now. I think one of my favorites is I was walking past, and I have a tendency to talk to myself and talk through conversations yeah. that don't happen. Someone that I was absolutely in love with walked across the street in the diag, yeah. uh, diag, and he goes, are you talking to yourself, Julia? That was how he greeted me. I was You're like, like yeah. no, I'm practicing for a presentation. He goes, he called me out he goes it's 8 p.m where are you going you're like acapella finals where are you going <laughs> what are you doing so yeah uh running into exes, exes. former one time i ran into my ex swings. and he was wearing earmuffs which like i don't know oh. if that's weird i just like distinct memory of texting my mom being like saw him and he's wearing earmuffs and she was like fucking weird that was <laughs> not normal i was like yeah he should be wearing a hat <laughs> Be normal. Be normal. No, no earmuffs. earmuffs. For straight men. It's giving me like what I wore when I was eight from Gap. And it's like yeah. a pink earmuff. No, but that was cute on you. And like you could pull it off again. You know what I mean? Okay. On the Converse, least favorite things about Michigan. Um, How it was. It's a huge school, but it's like a small community, especially oh. when you're like, again, you're running into everyone all the time. Like, oh, dead ass. But only when day. you look heinous. No, Never only when you look horrible. Like. Horrible. having classes with people that you don't like or that you like had flings with like because the classes everyone's like they're big classes no no they're they are not tiny no they they're are not tiny. they're tiny i had a class i had a discussion with a sophomore that i had beef with when i was a senior and i was like how is this possible no, you're like how did this happen to me well literally one one of my friends like had to low-key switch her major because she <laughs> she kept seeing this guy in all the classes she was like i have to switch my major we were I had a friend that actually. <laughs> what was the original major, and then what was the follow-up major? Like I the think her major? first major. I think that her like her major was like I think she like let, departed from Ross. Like because, oh no, because she just like couldn't Max do it. But you know what? I think that's a W. <laughs> You know what? If you can find that in yourself and you're like, I'm a, for those that don't know, Ross is a very prestigious, prestigious business, business school, school and it's like kind of a click within Michigan. It's so yeah. like the fact that she left Ross. Like, I mean, I get it when you're in it's they all have the same section. No, I'm all like all about people. it. That I'm all about hysterical. it. But I think one of my least favorite things was also the competitive nature. Like, mm, yeah, specifically like the theater. Like, summers look a lot different when you're a theater person oh, to yeah. when you're not. And like being surrounded by people with these like internships and how cutthroat that was. I just want to let you guys know that if you didn't have an internship or like you don't and you're freaking out about that, like take a deep breath. Like it's all going to work out. I'm sure you found something to do with your summer. Like my summer after freshman year, I didn't have an internship. And I remember freaking out, which is crazy. Yes. You're literally 18. And I was freaking out because everybody else like it felt like everyone had one and then I went home and I ended up like working at a marketing agency I got my breast reduction I was like freelance writing like I made it work <laughs> I'm like ripping off my nails during this and she's watching me no no, no. Um, I'm like holding back a burp that's why Sorry, oh guys. that too I'm you know so what sorry. guys life's so fun anyways 
the competitiveness of it was a lot especially in the school of music like I had that issue a lot especially when they people didn't understand that you wanted to do different things like it was very like you either do this one way or you do it the other way I was having a lot of issues with that um also the school of music I did not like any of the voice professors except for the one professor I have shout out Dr. Toppin literally iconic woman because they were very they would look down like if in classical music on any of the students singing black contemporary music or black classical music and they would just call it jazz which it was not jazz and so it was just very frustrating going through a program that was very white and very old so like yeah traditional like things that I did not like like the voice program but I met some great people but and I'm really glad that like Dr. Toppin is there to like helm the way to like fix things because she is an incredible woman but um I did not like I do not like yeah, the voice program. I agree. I, I also want to add something to my faves. I think that because it's so big, like there are so many communities and back to what we were saying before, like how many different ways. And I think this is true about almost any school anywhere. Like you can define your college experience and your version of fun. Like I know so many people that experienced college without going out at all. I know so many people that socializing was their main thing. I know so many people that took like 30 majors and started clubs mm-hmm. and like you could really just define and carve fun for yourself and really truly find your identity within that. And that was really special. And that's what I did like about Michigan was like, yeah. okay, you decide you don't want it. For me, I didn't love the voice major as much as I wanted that's okay I could delve into poli sci delve into journalism do all these other things that I didn't think about or I did the extracurricular musical theater like club called musket like yeah at other schools maybe I wouldn't be able to do that but at Michigan I could also like let's just say it's a Friday night and you don't feel like going out but you still want to socialize there are so many like there's always going to be a comedy show always going to be an acapella show always going to be like a gathering yeah there's going to be something so royale there's going to be something you know okay so these are some questions from our followers um the first one they want to know what's better dating in college versus being single in college um and I think we both did both and I just briefly had a boy friend for the first few months of freshman year but then we were on again off again until February of my sophomore year when I met my second ex and then we dated for a year and then I was single from basically then on because I had a like summer fling situation but it didn't come back to school with me really um and I just think there were benefits to each but my biggest recommendation is like not forcing getting a partner like don't force a relationship um kind of just like going with an open mind I have a very specific hot take okay I think your first two years I did not follow this rule but I think your first two years should be single and then yeah it, you fully had a boyfriend <laughs> well I can not listen to my own advice okay yeah yeah but no, no, I know and I agree I agree I think the first two years are really great to be single I think that's yeah. why everyone's always like oh my god like you shouldn't be tied up but like obviously I just think it'd be really great because you can just throw yourself into absolutely everything and you're a lot less inhibited and I think that's really nice and then when everything kind of settles down I liked junior and senior year to have a boyfriend because then like you're kind of already older you're staying in a little bit more you have these friend groups that have already settled and so you're less crazy you're less rowdy so if I had to like map out the perfect perfect. way which no one does it the perfect way no yeah freshman and sophomore year like freshman year like you are just like out there living your best life sophomore year you've got a couple flings going on you know and then junior and senior year like you've got like steadier I totally agree with that and I think again there's no one way to do anything I did not do it this way um and I think for me part of the reason too that I struggled with my identity and, and mental health so much freshman year is that those first three months I did get into a relationship and again I wasn't looking for it and I didn't force it and I do not regret it and I want to make that very clear but I dated someone from basically October to January and then we were on again off again so I don't like to really think that we like formally broke up because of how crazy it was but we did and being single for the rest of my freshman year and like the beginning of my sophomore year because him and I were never exclusive again like we would be exclusive for a week on and then a week off like crazy shit like that but the fact that we were never truly exclusive again um 
you know, being single was really fun. And I think so he fun. really stifled my ability to explore different things. And I do regret that for sure. And I think there's always the grass is always greener. You know, when you're single oh, yeah. you, and you see a friend in a relationship, you're like, I wish I had this and that. And then when yeah. you're in a relationship, you're like, oh, I just wish I could go to the club. So like, just know that you might not be ever perfectly content, especially in college, like one way or the other. Yeah. So really just try to like, I know this sounds stupid, but like live out whatever. Like whatever you're truth in. you're supposed to. Yes. Did you like having a boyfriend at the end of college? Like I, in terms of your own relationship at Michigan yes I did I felt very like I think I was kind of looking for that safety towards the end of college yeah. I was really looking towards that and I I really liked having a boyfriend towards him but there were yeah. times where I was at the bar and I was like oh like yeah. I wish I could be hooking up with that guy that I have some like you know because yeah. I was never like I really liked my ex-boyfriend but there were also moments where I had like a lot of doubt and so I think that sometimes I was and obviously our senior ended with the pandemic so it never yeah. ended like fully but I was like oh like maybe like it could this fling should be explored blah blah yeah. blah so I think even though I liked it overall there were moments where I was like oh wait I wish I could be hooking up with this guy yeah no I feel that way too I think it is really the grass is always greener thing but I think my biggest advice in terms of dating in college is just not to force anything no. and if you want to meet someone a little bit more serious than a casual hookup I think the best way is classes and clubs <gasps> that's how I met my I met, ex wasn't yeah, actually I met both my exes yeah. in a class and a club yes absolutely classes and clubs all the way they're going to be better people in the sense of like they're going to be actually they're going to be the same people but no, they're going to be a better date, like no guy that you go home from the bar with is dating you yes because exactly. that's what they see you as that's what they see you as and also you're having more substantial conversations at these clubs yeah. and in these classes and so yeah. that's going to give you a better idea of who their personality is especially when they're who they're so what their sober personality is exactly and also like if you do meet somebody out at a bar and you would like to explore something instead of going home with them and if you want to go for it like I, like literally I've done I've done it all my mom always used to say like when I was growing up like you can tell me anything because I've done way more than you I'm like I'm thinking that's different now but at the end of the day like <laughs> I have done it all so I'm never gonna judge but if you are meeting somebody and you're like damn I don't want to go home with you but I want to get to know you you could always just give them your phone number and be like we should do something sometime and then walk yeah. away and then balls in their court or diffmo, you know, yeah. dance for make out and then like go, go, you, you know what leave. I mean? And then be like, okay, I'm going to go home. Yeah, I totally agree. Okay. So kind of similar safe sex in college. Um, I'm going to be honest again. I don't want to patronize anybody. Like not every choice I made in college was the right one. And I think that I always say that the standpoint I give advice from is like, I'm on the same playing field as you. I fucked up probably like just as much as way more or way more than you feel like you have. And like when I tell you guys things, it's mostly based on what I wish I knew back then because of what I know now. Um, so for me, like I was not on birth control getting into college and I wish I had been, mm -hmm. I got on it my freshman year. It really fucked with all my hormones. And then I eventually got an IUD my junior year, but condoms is really the big, like, please. Yes. Yes. And, and have conversations about who your partners are partnering with as well. I agree if possible at all try to get on birth control before yeah. you go because that's going to be look the into the favor formerly the pill club if you have trouble with insurance and whatnot they have very affordable options awesome. that's great um but yeah i just think condoms like are a pretty good rule of thumb yes always absolutely it's so shitty and i hate this but like you could look at someone dead in the eyes and be like are you sleeping with other people and especially a fraternity straight college man like I, I, we're not giving them the benefit of the no. doubt. They're going to say no and it's going to mean yes. Also, they're going to, have you been tested? They're going to say yes. yes they're and always they mean say no. Yes. Um, and if you, if they don't have a condom and you don't have one, just say, I don't have sex without a condom. You don't need to apologize for that. Yeah. This point blank period. Yeah. We don't do it. And, and honestly, hold your friends they, accountable. Hold your friends accountable. They honestly should be prepared though. These guys, they should be holding condoms. They like, should be on, holding be ready. Yeah. Be ready. Get a fucking condom. Get a also, um, get regularly tested. My yes. best friend and I would do that as like a little activity. Frankly, one time I was with my friend at a clinic getting tested just like to be safe. UHS um, or no? What? UHS? Yeah, we're at UHS and we saw a guy that 
she had been hooking up with. And he was also getting tested. And we're like, okay, group. Like, okay, safe sex. Oh, my God. I would skip the line by saying that I had, like, terrible symptoms. And, I, yeah. and like, one of my yeah, friends yeah. was with me one time. She's like, what? You're experiencing all this? I was like, no. no but I want to skip the line. I want to skip the line. Yeah. I was and like, I want to get Because like, otherwise they're like, oh, we're, we're not sure we can test you today. Yeah. That was a huge thing. They're like, we don't know if you need it. I'm like, I need it. I'm you're a like, college I right freshman. Now. I need it right now. Also, no fucking stigma. If you get yes. an STI, if you come down with something, that's why you need to be get te- getting tested regularly because it's great to check it out right away. Let's just be honest with ourselves. Chlamydia, curable. Yes. A lot of people get chlamydia in college. Yes. Let's Let's be upfront. I knew like so many people that got it. And you know what? It was easier to cure them when they all got the neurovirus and they were all throwing up and like having diarrhea in the one shared bathroom. Like, like it's if you get catch it early mm-hmm. it's it's a pill go to your your university health services should have most colleges should really have a safe accessible way to be tested for yeah. sdis yeah but just keep on top of it and do it with your friends it's a fun activity it's a fun activity and also in in terms of college and sex when i got to college i'd only slept with one person and um i think the way i talk about sex people would even think about think that i'd had slept with a lot more people than i have body um count is a social construct entirely it's made up in order to slut shame women there's no such thing as looseness it's like biologically impossible for your vagina to get looser based on how many sexual partners you've had um but it doesn't matter whatever you want to do as long as you're happy with that decision and i think something that i went through in college is that i felt so pressured around hookup culture Mm. i really felt uncomfortable by it i definitely tried it i definitely had casual sex i definitely had casual relationships and i was like this isn't for me and it felt like everybody around me in michigan was loving it and that was the cool thing Mm. to do and i felt really pressured but the minute that i felt comfortable enough to be like this is not my thing was when i really set myself free so i want to remind you that whatever makes you feel comfortable and happy is what you should be doing absolutely absolutely period okay what is something that you wish that you knew before you went to college go first it's a really good one. I think I just wish that I knew that it was okay to not feel figured out um, so much of the time. Like you feel like you declare a major and you join your clubs and you have your thing. Like some of the best experiences of my college happened when I was a junior. Like I started a club when I was a junior and it still exists at Michigan and it's like my baby and my prized possession and it's called Blank Space Workshop and it's a workshop center for new plays and it got fully funded by the school and we paired with the Dramatist Guild of America and like I did that when I was a junior and like a lot of people would think that's too late to try something or start something new but like a lot of the things that I did later in college and I think people think like well once freshman year is done you got your sorority you got your clubs you got your friends no like I also like flourished my relationship with Julia post-grad like we were not best friends in college and so like no. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I, I only decided I want to be a journalist um, junior year. Yeah, I joined me the paper ju- junior year, and that was when our investigation got cited by the New York Times, you know? And so it's like, I had no idea freshman or sophomore year that I wanted to do that. But something else that I wish that I knew going into college is if you pretend to be someone, the people you make friends with will not stay friends with you when they yep. find out who the real you is because those are not, that's not the person they became friends with. So yep. it, it's actually it benefits you to be authentic from the get-go because yeah. even though you might not be friends with the people you thought you were going to be friends with, those people were going to shy away or not want to be with yeah. you the second that your true colors show. Also, I always say um, something I did was I pretended to be someone I wasn't and eventually it was like trying to fit myself into a pair of pants that are just too small. Like my personality was exploding out day in and day out and eventually like the people that I became friends with when I was being fake weren't going to be my friends because they learned to love a fake version exactly and it's like you're not being authentic to them you're not being authentic to yourself and it's just gonna cause heartache later on 
So how did you meet people later on in college? I think that joining clubs and classes. Classes and clubs were the big one. I was not afraid of like seeing someone in class and just like sitting by them and talking to them and making conversation and just grabbing coffee. I think clubs really help too because the more time you spend with these people where you're not actually trying, like it's, it's, it's just like high school, you know, you become friends with people yeah. because you're just spending time with them in the same place. So if you put yourself in spaces where you continuously say, see the same people, yeah. then you're going to have friendships. That's how it starts. Like, And totally. there's this great like friendship influencer TikToker who talks about that. You need to put yourself consistently in spaces with the same people to become their friends. I totally agree. Also, nobody, I realized this later on in college, no one ever found it bizarre for me to turn to them and be like, hey, I'm Eli, what's your name? Yes. If somebody finds that weird, they They're really weird. need a reality check. Yes. Because yes. that's how you make friends. And you know what? I was always the scaredy cat for so long that I wouldn't do that. So fucking normal. Such so a normal. normal thing to do. And also, when someone does that to you, you're like, wait, that's so nice. That's so I, lovely. I remember I was so insecure at one of these study abroad meetings, and someone did that to me, and it was Ari. Um, and oh she was God. just so kind. And she was like, hi, like, I'm Ari. What's your name? And I was just so thrown off by how kind she is. I was like, that's how I want to be greeted. And that's, that's how, how I, I want to be greeted. And that's yes. how I want to greet. Yes. And so it, it's not weird. It's not yeah. weird to be nice. And it's not weird to Period. say hello and ask for people's names it's and become friends. It's not weird to be nice. Okay. As we're running out of time, I'm kind of going to rapid fire us. How to deal with pressure to go out when it really isn't someone's thing. Start with excuses because that's an easy way to do it. And I then, totally agree. I don't think there's anything problem with having excuses. Start with them. Uh, friend is having you know a mental what? breakdown like, is my favorite. Yeah. You know what? Here's the thing. I'm all for getting to a place where you're comfortable being like, I don't go out. It's not my thing. And these days, I'm there. Like, recently, I've told people, like, I'm sorry. I don't go out. It's not my thing. Yes. If you're having a birthday or there's a party, I'm happy to come. But it's not my thing on the weekends. I've grown comfortable with that. But when I wasn't comfortable with that, it was really helpful to say, I have a headache. I have to study. I have to write. My friend's going through something right now. And you know what? I'm not. I'm not advising you to consistently make excuses throughout your life because it will come back to bite you. But in college, there's pressure and it's hard. It's okay to make an excuse to protect yourself and set your boundary. And then you're going to get the confidence to say, I don't do this anymore. I yeah, don't do it. It's exactly. Not my thing. Perfect. Also, if it's not your thing, you're serve. You're a slay. We love you. Yes. Like you are, we're your captains. You're on our team. You're all people, girls night in, come yeah, out G&I, with us. Yeah, G&I. Like you guys can hang out with us any yes. day of the week. Exactly. Literally. Okay. Um, Favorite spots in Ann Arbor to eat? Amir's. Next. Pizza house. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Pizza house is gluten-free feta bread. And it's my favorite food. Okay. Next. Okay. Perfect. Next. Um, favorite class that you took at Michigan? Uh, any of Pamela Brandwine's classes. She teaches civil rights and civil Who's liberties. Who's the hot guy? Uh, wait, we can't say that. We cannot. Okay. <laughs> Never mind. Okay, there's a hot poli sci professor, but like, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no. We're no, not actually no. not gonna say his name. But if you guys want to know what poli sci classes to take, text me. But I'm not gonna tell you like if it's the hot guy. <laughs> okay, we're cutting this out. <laughs> or will it stay in we don't know i'll say i think i think i could say it if we don't give his name okay um for me it was immersion journalism taught by jeremiah chamberlain Ooh. so good changed my life maybe want to be a writer i emailed him that i got a book deal and he was like um one of your stories from the daily was trending number one on the daily and i was like what one turns out it was the greek life expose um, as it should as it should pamela brand ryan i'll email her and she'll be like not respond for like three months she's, she's like okay cool i'm like <laughs> You're like all right yeah mine. mine was all the creative writing classes advanced creative writing fiction rob mickey any classes that rob yes. mickey or nick valentino teaches in the political science yeah, department those ones are really good amazing um, so good. let's think about other ones i'm trying to think judaic studies amazing did oh. you ever take any of those i took mark I tesler's took class but, um of them. um israel palestine conflict but, oh, taught by mark tesler specifically was amazing very um he gives a very non-biased view and it's really because you get to form your own yeah intru- 
intro 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 to Judaic studies was bomb sauce. Then I took a bunch of other ones that were like elective classes that I loved. Um, with a look at rate my professor, I took one from an esteemed poli sci professor that I will still never forgive him. He was so rude to me uh, because and he never let any of the women speak. No, nope. um, and so. Dan Kinder, if you're listening to this. Right? Is that his name? That's his name. And he's so esteemed and so cool on the poli side, but he just like literally never let women speak. And then so that so just just don't yeah. take Dan Kinder's classes. Um I took a class by a female poli sci professor and I was bleeding, um, having breakthrough bleeding from my first IUD all over the chair, and I got up to go to the bathroom and she screamed at me in front of the whole class and embarrassed Ew. the fuck out of me. And I don't remember her name, and I'm not gonna slander a female professor because I just feel I'm bad, stopped. especially because no, I feel bad for slandering no, slander Dan. Man. Slander a man. It's fine. But I'm not going to slander a female professor. Also, her name is Donald. Sorry, Donald. Oh, my God. But I was dead ass so uncomfy. Like, I was literally That's like, terrible. I'm going to cry. Um, okay. So, let's see. How to make the most out of your senior year. Go. Um, say yes to everything. I know that sounds so cliche, but literally say yes to everything. The senior year was when I actually went out to make some memories because I was like, yeah. okay, I'm going to do that sometimes. Do things. Drive off of campus. Do day yeah. trips. Um, I took day trips to Northern make Michigan. Make a bucket list. Make a bucket list. Um, you never know when that bucket list is going to be cut short because of a pandemic. So just like no, really try to get ass. it all done you never know. in the first semester. Okay. So now we're going to finish up these last like 10, 12, however many more minutes we have talking about post-grad. Um, I know a large chunk of my listeners aren't in college. So if you didn't enjoy that college segment, I'm deeply apologetic. Actually, I'm not because I think it was really fun because a lot of what we just did was reminisce. And I think it also shows, and I I, I posted this on my story the other day, but as I'm writing about college and thinking about some really traumatic things that I experienced in college, literally, I texted Allie and I was like, it's so funny how the brain sort of forgets the bad in favor of the good. And like, I look back on nostalgia and I realize that everything was a part of the growth. My worst moments were junior year, but my favorite year was junior year. It's yeah. crazy. Again, same with sophomore mo- year. Like traumatic trauma. trauma. Like so much trauma. Trauma built on trauma. But then I was on like, the wait, backs of trauma. But so many good times too. Like really low high, really low lows and really, really high, high highs. highs. Um, okay. Post grad jitters. It's okay not to have a job lined up. I only got my job. Um, yeah. I graduated in May. I got a full time offer in September, and even that blew my mind because I had an internship post-grad which is really normal don't especially um as we possibly go into a recession do not freak out if you do not have a job lined up like I know a lot of people in business schools like have them lined up since they were sophomores but yeah give yourself the grace to also not know and also know that maybe like the first job it it might not be your quote-unquote dream job but it it might be the best job for you in that moment exactly and like let's talk about comparing yourself for a quick second like the only thing comparing yourself accomplishes is making you feel really shitty and bad. Yes. It makes you feel bad. And you know what? No, no. That's not a serve. No. Don't make yourself feel bad by comparing yourself. If you see yourself doing it, stop yourself. I want to tell you guys a little story. Um, I lived in a house senior year with six girls. All of them were in the liberal arts school. All of them had plans after graduation by December, except for me. And my second semester was hell trying to figure out what I wanted to do because I completely pivoted, decided I was either going to go into M- – well, not really pivoted because I always knew I wanted to be an author since I was a kid, but I decided I was either going to apply to MFA programs for creative writing or go to journalism school or I was going to be a journalist. Um, and I was really, 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 really upset and really struggling. And one day uh, one of my friends looked at me and said, you know what? And I was like, what? And she was like, you're so fucking passionate. Like, I don't get to do that. I don't get to have that. Like, you have this thing that, like, makes you get out of bed in the morning. Like, you are itching to write about things. Like, do you know how special and how lucky you are? So, like, don't you dare complain. And it completely changed my life. And I was like, I have been comparing myself for what? Because other people are comparing themselves to me. And even when I'm sobbing myself to sleep because I have no plans and it's fucking March, I literally have passion. And I'm going to use that and make it into something. And look where we are now, both of us. Exactly. 
how to make the most of a nine to five. I had a nine to five for a little while, guys, um, five months. But Julia can definitely speak better to this. Absolutely. How to make the most of a nine to five. Um, set strong boundaries about when you get off work. Work to live. Don't live to work. Yeah. Um, try to make a, try to be friends with your colleagues, even though you might have huge age discrepancies or you don't really get along with them because it makes the work life so much easier. Because you love your colleagues and it's helpful. Yes, a lot it's of them. helpful. Even though they're not in my same age range, like it's helpful because it makes it easier to go to work. Um, if you have mindless work, no podcast, audio books, and music that's going to get you through the day because everyone has those slow days and so you really yeah. need that um always have on weekdays I try to stagger out like maybe like fun drinks or fun activity to get me through the weekday or like a morning workout or, or a morning, morning workout, workout tomorrow e- Eli has been getting me into the morning workouts and so like if that's something it's that, wonderful it's wonderful because it, it like gives you something to look forward to but don't live for the weekends either like plan things during the week so yeah. that you get excited for no that. absolutely don't live for the weekends because then okay I always say this like listen Sunday scaries I fucking get it I also worked a nine to five but even so like my weekends and also like my weekends are my writing time and that's precious really coveted time for me and I get to see my boyfriend and I get to see all my friends free of everybody's obligations for the most part but why would you spend an entire day dreading the next day you ruin a whole ass day dreading what's to come you need to have Sunday happies you need to make every day a little bit brighter a little tiny bit more joyous however you choose to do that exactly um okay so how did you adjust to postgrad in a new city because this wasn't that new for me but it was vaguely new for you. Oh my God, so new. I didn't even want to live in New York City. Me either. Um, so, so new. Um, basically, I really relied on my friend group from home to like keep me in touch with like the people from home but then also just threw myself into New York and I had a bucket list I was like okay I'm gonna do this this and this because never have I ever list exactly because if you don't throw yourself into your new city you can easily not like this new city you'll hate it and so I think that just really throwing myself into okay well now I'm in New York and I'm gonna do all the New York things and it was tough because it was like 2020 so we there weren't a lot of New York things to do but I was in Central Park all the time I was getting fresh air all the time we were doing takeout all the time because we were supporting our small businesses during the pandemic so you know and we were doing wine nights with our little bubble that we had our four-person bubble so I think just like throw yourself into the new city as much as possible how had how was dating in New York for you and now you're in a very serious relationship oh my god I actually hot take I loved dating I love dating in New York I thought it was so fun just also because I think we can talk to like anyone and so it was just so fun to meet all these different people like I I went on a date with a comedian and I was like oh my god like this is so New York of me yeah you know but I really liked it I like hinge a lot um obviously I'm not on it now since I've been dating someone for like a year and a half but hinge I really enjoyed I think also meeting people through mutual friends that's how I met my now boyfriend who is the love of my life sweetest man on the planet it. Uh, we went to dinner and it was like a comp to dinner for our brands it was like a double date and then I paid the tip because I was like okay I dragged them to this restaurant whatever and then like three hours later he Venmoed me like the whole ass tip and I also tipped like well because I tip well at restaurants and I tipped extra well because they had paid for the dinner for free and that's also why I wanted to tip because I was like okay I brought them here I'm not gonna like make them tip more than usual because whatever and he literally paid me the whole thing I didn't even know how he found my Venmo like all of a sudden I was just like his name on my phone paying me like eighty dollars and I was like hello <laughs> he's like the, like I went through all those shitty ex-boyfriends to find like this lovely man but yeah he, but friends of friends always the best way to go also for but if you're not using do you apps. find it hard in New York City to maintain relationships I always say yes. it's the test of time it, yes. it, it breaks friendships it breaks friendships I have but people also that I was quote unquote clo- close to but I haven't seen them in months you know but I think it's also it shows the people that you love seeing like more frequently than others and I have friends who are okay with seeing me once every fiscal quarter and that's okay for them yeah you know? and you know what like it also makes friendships it yes, also forms us. them what my favorite part is that everybody's obsessed with how we're friends but no one's ever asked me about it <sighs> no way no one's ever asked me it's it's people, several group tests that I'm not even in so here's my thing people just don't 
people don't ask me like i i've, I've become unapproachable and it's kind of sexy <laughs> like firstly i used to be so approachable like i was a girl in high school where like freshmen and i don't mean unapproachable because i mean i just mean like people don't reach out no no no. you you could give like cool unapproachable vibes i just don't people just wouldn't like ra- i don't get that many randoms in my like i get people being like i'm so proud of you you're crushing it or like oh let's touch base <laughs> or whatever but i don't get anybody like texting me like how are you and julia friends like i would never get that like that's just i'm not i'm not that energy is like no longer a part of my day to day and it's actually quite blissful no no it's so nice ignorance is bliss like when you don't know how people are talking about you're just like that's not my business no no it was just so funny because it was like different people would be like someone's asking me in my group chat how you and Yelena are friends and I'm like wait we need to discuss who that was I just find it so odd because I'm like why do you care no I know no no one because they want to be friends with you no they want to be friends with you I just think that they see this duo this pair this like power duo they're like that's literally effervescent like that's giving honestly like, like daily alumni stars no I, I just think people are like the world literally shattered when we yes. like hard launched our friendship yeah, yeah we hard launched it that's no, exactly we, no, what it was so we were hard. friends but we hard launched it like in a matter of weeks too. no guys like, we hard we're besties but we, now we like it was like erect like it was yes. so hard like yes. we were not just like oh like friends like on his insta story it was like bam bam bam, bam. like best friends like, oh it's like every day <laughs> literally grid post grid post grid post and everyone was like what's going on i'm like and then i like was literally posting like, added someone to my list of five people because here's the thing also like i've gone to a place where like i'm i used to be the most trusting person like ali would be like you can't trust that person Eli. Mm-hmm. like they literally just ran over your foot with a car and said fuck you go die <laughs> like why do you why are you being nice and like i used to be like that and then i just like i grew up a little and now i'm like i take friendship really seriously because I'm really serious about my friends and how I want to be treated, but also how I treat them. Yes. As you should be. Yeah. But let's also not forget that people are like, Oh my God, you went to her birthday this year. I was like, I went to her birthday last year as well. Let's not erase the friendship that we had for two years. Yeah. It was more low key. It was a serve. It was like, it was a serve. It was everything. Okay. Any last words to our um, lovely friends? We love you guys. And thank you so much for listening. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Do you have any last words just about college in general for people that are there right now? Give me your best advice for people who just got there. Then your best advice for people who have been there. And then your best advice for people who just left. People who just got there, leave your doors open. Because I know people, freshmen are moving in. Leave your doors open. That's how I met all of my freshman year friends. And be nice to everyone. Say hi. And then uh, people who were there, um, it, Take the moments and use it as a growth opportunity and, you know, be the friend, like take those it's friends. It's the most formative four years, not the best. Exactly. And people who are there now, Leaving bucket now. list it. Bucket uh, list and then it. people who are leaving. Who are leaving. Or who are left. Um, who left or who are leaving. Uh, stay in contact with the people who are going to be in your city because those might be the people that you tap into. Go on Bumble BFF too. Oh Go on Bumble BFF. BFF. Make some friends. You got this. Okay. We have a dinner to get to. We love you guys so much. I'm so glad you guys listened. There's not going to be updates this week because frankly, that was a long episode and I'm not going to add those in. But I do hope that you know that I cleaned my whole closet with my mom today and I'm donating 20 bags of clothes. And if I had more energy, time, and enthusiasm and a zeal for life, I would make a Poshmark and sell them to you guys but I don't want to profit off of you guys I want to donate them and I'm sorry because I know that maybe my clothes could be coveted but maybe one day like I would sell like my bags or shoes or something but these are just like I want access to these clothes you should come wait 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 can you come over yeah okay it's so bad and like I have to donate I'm donating them all I'm I'm bringing them I'm literally getting a zip car and zip car close to you be. no because i have to go to that movie i'm seeing the elvis movie that's my only other update for you guys you ain't nothing but a- wait how <laughs> you know exactly <laughs> you know exactly what i'm thinking about too i actually can't read that tiktok was disturbing i laughed so hard i peed in my pants if you don't know what we're talking about you don't get to know it's an inside joke yeah. between us and like a lot of other people <laughs> okay guys we love you thanks so much for listening bye, bye. oh perfect that was so fun i ripped off all